Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. The Premier League is back. The Football League is back. We're back with a full show again. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by Tom Walker. Hello guys, welcome to the show. As you can probably tell, we're a little bit excited that the international break is finally over and uh, we have a full fixture list in all the four English leagues again. Yeah, yeah, I love it. International break is, it is what it is, but... You know, there's nothing like a full fixture list across the EFL. And I can't wait to get started. So uh, without further ado, shall we jump into the Premier League? Yeah. Uh, first, shall we just say, say congratulations to our competition winner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Competition winner. I do apologise to everyone that entered. I don't know if people, you know, were kind of watching their social media account, waiting for the uh, for the announcement and realising it never really came that was all my fault i just i just basically forgot so i picked a winner uh it was craig underscore kelly 11 uh so he was the winner of the 1990 1992 england shirt so i'm gonna get that posted in the next couple of days and uh yeah congratulations yeah congratulations mate thanks as well to everybody who did enter the competition uh, what, 25, 26 people, something like that. So it's great to see so many yeah. of you enter as well. Yeah, for sure. More to come as well. Uh, right then. So let's dive straight into the Premier League, shall we? Um, um, where else to start than the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday? So we've got games spread across Saturday, Sunday and Monday this weekend. The Saturday lunchtime is Liverpool at home to Newcastle. Liverpool unbeaten, the only unbeaten team in the league. Uh, four wins out of four. They host Newcastle. They're priced at one to seven. Surely, this is going to be five out of five for uh, Jurgen Klopp's boys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It will be. That was an unconvincing yeah. No, it will be. It will be. But you know, I just look at the fact they conceded at home to Norwich. Um, they conceded, you know, at home to Arsenal as well. They conceded away at Southampton. Um, they've obviously. Um, you know, had a made a good start. I'm not saying they haven't made a good start, um, but you know, I can see Newcastle, you know, maybe getting on the score sheet. I think Liverpool aren't. They don't seem as tight as last year so far. It's very early days. Um, if you're looking for a tiny bit of value, um, in this Liverpool to win and both teams to score is seven to four, and you know Norwich did it. You know, Arsenal got on the score sheet there. Um, you know, Southampton, even though it was at St. Mary's, you know, Liverpool can be got at. Allison's still not back. So, uh, yeah, just a little extra if you fancy a, a uh, early kickoff flutter. Mm. Not entirely convinced by, uh, by Liverpool conceding in this game, despite them being. I'm coming a... from, though, do you? I can, yeah, but um, I don't know whether I'll put money on that. Um, personally, I was having a look at the markets because they're one to seven. It's it's tough out there. Uh, I was looking at half time Liverpool to win one to two. So that's Liverpool to win at half time uh, one to, one to two, which I think is is certainly realistic. Yeah, I mean it's it is what it is, right? We've got unbeaten four out of four Liverpool at home to Newcastle. The prices are going to be tight. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, 
an outsider that I may like the look of is the uh, Liverpool to win both teams to score. But ultimately, we think it's just going to be a routine home win. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move into the three o'clock. Then we've got four three o'clock. So we'll read them out first, then we'll pick them out. So Manchester United against Leicester, Sheffield United against Southampton, Tottenham against Crystal Palace, Wolves against Chelsea. Um, let's have a look at Man United Leicester because Man U haven't got off to the greatest of starts. Leicester, on the other hand, currently occupy third place in the league, uh, eight points from their four games. So very good start, all things considered, under Brendan Rod- under Brendan Rodgers this season. They're seven to two to win this game. They are away at Old Trafford, but considering the form that United have been in, do you reckon Leicester are worth a, a look in at seven to two? Very high odds. Yeah, very high odds. Um, I don't. I don't know. For me, for me, there is a a better a better bet to be had on this game, and that that's both teams to score for me. Um, I I definitely can I can see an argument for all three um, results. To be honest with you, um, I think you know Tom, you can probably see all three as well. You know, United getting a routine win. Rashford, Daniel James has started off the season in absolutely sparkling form. You know, only takes Pogba to turn up for one game in six months and, you know, you've got an incredibly talented playmaker at your disposal. So I'm always wary of, you know, the team with the better players and that is Man United. But also, you know, Leicester, as you mentioned, on the other hand, uh, they've been fantastic this season. They've got some real good players themselves. If if I was going to go for a result, I'd probably go for 1-1. Draw is eleven to four, but my bet is both teams to score three to four. I think my personal advice is avoid the result with this one and focus on the fact that it will be an open, entertaining game. Okay, um, I've got a couple of things that kind of partly back up what you're saying and also um, look at other things as well. So I like the look of the double chance here. So draw or Leicester is priced at evens. Um, considering that Leicester haven't lost in the last 12 games, that is spanning back into uh, last season and pre-season as well. But in all competitions, no losses in 12 games. Man United, no wins and without clean sheets in the last three games. Um, That kind of draws me in towards that double chance for Leicester at a good price. But to back you up with your both teams to score, uh, four out of the last five games for United have been both teams to score. Seven out of the last... Eight Leicester games have been both teams to score. And um, when these two sides have played each other, Leicester haven't actually kept a clean sheet for 20 consecutive games. Wow. Yeah. So my uh, yeah, my feelings were, were backed up by statistics. <laughs> I yeah. think, you know, I, I just went off the back that there's a lot of attacking players on the park. But uh, yeah, 100% the uh, statistics back it up. And I see where you're coming from with the double chance and everything. Um, you know, it's 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 a big game for both sides. Really big game. One I'll be yep. uh, watching with intrigue. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Sheffield United, Southampton, Tottenham Spurs. Anything from those two? Tottenham Spurs. You mean Tottenham Palace? Tottenham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham Spurs. 
for me, I, I massive red flag here. One to three. I, I know they should win, but this is a Palace side that you know had a great away record last year, um, better than their home record. Obviously, they have already gone to United and won. Tottenham have been dreadful at home so far, really. Um, the I know they've only played two games, but for me, a squeezing past Villa and a loss to Newcastle is a dreadful start at home for a team that should be challenging for the league. They they don't convince me at all. One to three. Yeah. You, you couldn't get me anywhere near that if you tried. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I do like something the Wolves-Chelsea game, if we can move on to that one. Yes, because I've got some notes on that as well. So, after you. The individual prices for this. Wolves are at home. They're 19 to 10. They're the outsiders. The draw 11 to 5 and Chelsea are the favourites here. They're 29 to 20. My tip for this one is both teams to score. I feel like you may have the same. It's priced at 3 to 4. Correct. Yeah, it's priced at 3 to 4. This is two teams who perhaps uncharacteristically, um, have not been keeping many clean sheets this season. Wolves typically last season were very solid, but they, they're without a clean sheet in the last five games. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand, haven't kept a clean sheet for 10 games, and that does span back into pre-season. Uh, since Lampard has been in charge, they haven't kept a single clean sheet, which uh, is obviously worrying. Both teams to score has been... In, in five of the last five Wolves games and eight of the last nine Chelsea games. So again, there's really strong both teams to score stats uh, for both of these sides that kind of back up that three to four tip. Yeah, agreed. This would be an open game. As we've seen, I think, do you know what this will be like, Tom? What's that? For me, this is going to be like the Norwich-Chelsea game. So I think you'll get, you're going to get a carbon copy. Uh, you're going to get... I think, you know, the result obviously is a little less likely for Chelsea. You know, Wolves are obviously a lot further along than um, than Norwich are. But I think you'll get a very similar game. Uh, both teams to score is on my notes. You are correct. As well as over 2.5 goals, uh, which is evens. It's even money. I think that could definitely come in. I think you could even go one more can go over 3.5 goals. So that's over four goals, really. Uh, 12 to 5. I think that is a beautiful little find, that mm. price. Yeah, it's not bad. You can definitely see a high-scoring, entertaining game here, definitely. Uh, I do think the international break will be good yep. for Wolves. They played a lot of games um, early on in the season, considering they had to go through all of those Europa League rounds. Perhaps that kind of tiredness had an effect on their defence not being as good as it was last season so I think these couple of weeks off will have done good yeah yeah um still quite a few of their players obviously called up for international duty let's not forget but uh yeah I get what you're saying it will be nice maybe mentally to uh switch off from you know uh the two games in a week that they've had since you know yeah. start of July yeah really so yeah. Uh, okay then. So let's move on to the five thirty. If there's anything you want to tip there, that's Norwich against Manchester City. Norwich, the home side, fourteen to one. Massive outsiders. Draw seven to one. Man City, very very short, as you'd expect. Priced at one to seven. Um, can you find any value here? It should be an entertaining game, actually. This one. 
yeah, it should be entertaining. Um, Man City are going to win, <laughs> obviously. Um, I'm not 100% convinced Norwich are going to get a goal either. Um, I know Pucky has scored five goals and everyone's kind of raving about him a little bit. Um, they failed to score away at Crawley, although it was obviously a different side. Mm-hmm. Failed to score away at West Ham as well. Um, Man City, even though they haven't been you know, perfect, uh, on the road they've kept one clean sheet and then uh, conceded one against Bournemouth on the road. Uh, I just I just see a City 3-0, 4-0. I think Pucky is uh is obviously, you know, gonna grab some attention, but I think if you if you shut down a couple of uh Norwich players, I think this is this is routine and uh maybe to nil. Yeah, so yeah, I do I do think you're right. Um if I had to pick something out of this in terms of trying to squeeze some value out of it as well, uh, one to two is the price for Manchester City to score in both halves. Um, you know, they're always obviously very good for a goal. Um, Norwich tend to leak goals as well as being good going forward. So you can see Man City getting on the score sheet three, four, possibly more times. Um, so I think to score in both halves looks like a decent bet. Yeah, agreed. So on Sunday, we've got two games, Bournemouth against Everton and Watford against Arsenal. Um, Javi Gracia sacked from Watford. Fairly surprisingly, this early on in the season, despite their poor start, uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores is back, who managed them previously in the Premier League and then got sacked. Is this a good appointment? Was it the wrong move to sack Grasser in the first place, do you reckon? Are they going to beat Arsenal? Oh, questions, yeah. questions, Question questions, questions. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off, Kiki Sanchez, Flores. Um, for me, no, not a good appointment. I, I'm a strong believer of, you know, unless, I don't know. I just feel like you should never go back if it's ended badly. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you if you're dating a bird, if you're dating a bird, and it ends in absolute, you know, one of them sacks the other one essentially, you know, and it, it leaves a little sour, then you end up getting back with her a year later. Yeah, yeah. Then a year later, you end up getting back together. Rarely, rarely does it work out again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Normally, you split for a reason. Yeah. I'm I'm going down that kind of analogy with with Sanchez Flores. It wasn't right, moved on, and now it is right again. I don't know. I don't get it. I would like to have seen them go with uh, go with someone fresher. Watford. I think the decision on Gracia has obviously you know accumulated over the last the tail end of last season, the performance in the cup final. Um, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, nah, well, you know, they played Man City, but but when you're there, you've got to you've got to put a, you've got to make a yeah, well, you got to give yourself a chance. You got to you got to show up. It's Cup Final day. Do you know what I mean? You can't go out and get battered like that. It's yeah. bloody ridiculous. So yeah, I think he's paid the price for just a general accumulation of of. Um, of poor results and they've, you know, they've broke their transfer record, haven't they? Um, so, you know, they've, they've spent a bit of cash as well. 
I think it's the right decision. Yeah. I don't normally go, you know, you should sack your manager, but I think that's the right decision, to be yeah. honest. So uh, we're saying right decision, but wrong appointment. Wrong bloke. Are you, are you with me or? Yeah, yeah. You can't argue with the decision, I guess, can you? After the results, like you say, from tail end of last season, cup final, start of this season, and they've got a hierarchy who we know are very trigger happy. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did, to be honest. You know, Watford are notorious for recycling managers season after season, get a new man in. I'm just, I'm just surprised they've gone back to Sanchez Flores. Yeah, yeah, same, same, and. You know, it it kind of, yeah, it it always stings me when at seven, uh, sorry, at five thirty, they announced the departure of Javi uh, Gracia, and then at a minute past six, they announce Flores. Yeah. So thirty-one minutes. That that always leaves a bad taste in my yeah. mouth as yeah. well. Um, in terms of your final question, will they be Arsenal? Is a categoric no. I think Arsenal are going to get a very comfortable victory. They're nicely priced as well. Uh, They're at evens, Arsenal. They were dreadful on the road last year, if you remember. I think they... Now, how many games did they win? Probably less than five. Easy. Um, The Watford game that they won away last year was a massive turning point for them. So they'll they'll have happy memories of this place. On the road so far, um, the Newcastle win... Wasn't spectacular, a 1-0 uh, away win. Perhaps that wouldn't have come around, you know, maybe last year. So, you know, I think we're going to see a different Arsenal on the road this year. And yeah. evens for me is, is a fantastic price. It's really luring me in. Yeah, I agree. It's a very good price. Um, Arsenal, you know they're good for goals. You know it. So I can't see Watford scoring the two, maybe three required to, to beat Arsenal here. Agreed, yeah. Pepe, Lacazette, Aubameyang, yeah, it's tantalising. Um, okay, then Monday, the final game in the Premier League, Villa against West Ham. I have no tip. How about yourself? I have a tip. Go to bed early because this will be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, oh, this will be a <laughs> this will be an absolute dog's dinner. Yeah. So on that note. Let's, move Let's go to the championship. Uh, full fixture list. The championship is back this weekend. We love it. Um, a few games in here, which do take the eye. Do you want to get us started with something that you like the look of? Yes. Let's go to the Valley. Charlton, who would have guessed that after, it is only after six games, you know, they could still comfortably finish bottom. <laughs> but so far, they are in second. Uh, they are one of three sides unbeaten in the league. Um, obviously, newly promoted, just two points off Swansea, who occupy top spot. They've got a home game against Bagger Revels, Birmingham. Mm. Birmingham have at times been good, largely at home. Away, they have been pretty diabolical. And that sounds like an over-exaggeration. Uh, obviously, you know, new listeners... You'll quickly learn that me and Tom are, are Forest fans. Previous listeners will know that already. So I watched the entire game of Forest Birmingham. It was like a training match. It was honestly, it felt like pre-season, yeah. like we were playing at like Alfreton or someone like that. And then by all accounts, from 
You know, they got absolutely battered away at Swansea, which obviously Swansea are top of the league, but, you know, you'd expect a bit more. And then you got Charlton on the flip side who are at home and, you know, they've beaten Stoke. They have drawn to Forest uh, and they've beaten Brentford. Forest and Brentford, you know, made very good starts. That's, you know, that's, that's an impressive uh, four points there. So for me, Charlton are an outstanding home pick and they're priced at six to five. Mm. And I think that is a steal. Yeah. You're still getting good prices really, aren't you, on Charlton? Because people just don't expect them to be up there. You know, they're, they're not, they're newly promoted. They don't have a star-studded squad like some of the teams in this division. Um, so yeah, you can still capitalise on generous prices. And Birmingham, to be fair... If I'm looking at the league table, and if I said to you, have Fulham and Preston started the season well? You'd probably say yes. But they're on exactly the same amount of points mm. as Birmingham. And I look at Birmingham as having started the season terribly and as if they're shit. It's true. It's true. Birmingham are above Forest. Yeah. yeah. And who I, I just I said say we've made a good start. We've been so much better than they have, generally, performance-wise. Yeah. Mild. Miles, but that's what I mean. They're a bag of revels, aren't yeah. they? You just you don't know what you're gonna pull out next, and you know on the roads they've they've really really been quite poor. So yeah. uh, six to five, as you mentioned, but uh, everyone's waiting for the Charlton kind of thing to come crashing down, aren't they? Yeah. Basically, that's what the bookies. Yeah. That's why the bookies are pricing them the way they are because you know you got a Birmingham side that have been in the championship for years now experienced championship club charlton brand new you know historically you know if you go off who's been more successful in the last 10 years yeah birmingham so you know that's why they're favorites but nah not in 2019 not with lyle taylor on five goals in six games and uh, charlton's incredible run of getting a penalty i think they've got a penalty in almost every single game so far but one so yeah Lady looks on their side as well. I think the referees just like to see Lyle Taylor's run up or, or walk up, should I call it's, it? It's absolutely, it's absolutely, that would drive me up the wall as a Charlton fan. <laughs> that would drive me up the wall. Yeah, you can't complain if you. Yeah, I'll have to ask next door. I know, I'll have to, have to ask my next door neighbour, yeah. Kevin. He loves Charlton. I'll ask him how he feels. Um, Looks a good champ striker though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. He definitely does. So moving away from that game, I'd like to turn our attentions to Stoke against Bristol City. Um, For me, this is probably my price of the weekend. It's not not a fantastic price, but in terms of the value you're getting on what I'm about to tip, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think Nathan Jones is a dead man walking, the Stoke manager. They're having an absolutely shocker of a season. They're bottom of the championship. One point from six games. Worst goal difference in the league. They host the Bristol City side. God knows why Stoke are favourites for this game. They're 21-20, just over evens. Bristol City, flying high in fifth place. Really good championship team. Really good squad. They're 5-2 to two outsiders. It's mental. Crazy. Um, two prices. Bristol City on the double chance is 8-11. to 11. Bristol City to score a goal is 1-2. to 1-2 to two for Bristol City to score a goal. 
when Stoke can't keep a clean sheet for Toffee and Bristol City have scoring plenty of goals. They've scored in literally every single game they've played in so far this season. Yeah, 100%. Some, some ludicrous prices there. Nathan Jones, bless him. I mean, I, I, I give him credit because he, he obviously left Luton for you know, a, potentially, a potential shot of the Premier League, basically. And it just hasn't worked out for him, has it? So I hope you know, his next club, because I'm already thinking about his next club, I hope he has success there and his reputation isn't damaged. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the game for me that has both teams to score written all over it. This is QPR and Luton. So QPR and Luton at Loftus Road, three o'clock kickoff, four to seven is the price. So, you know, it's not the best price that we're going to get all weekend for both teams to score. But we've got QPR on one hand, who, you know, recently, I'm going to read out their kind of goals for, not against, but goals for. Um, two, zero, three, one, two, one, two, two. So consistently finding the back of the net. And we're going to do the same for Luton here. Luton scoring two, three, three, zero, one, three, two, three. Uh, crucially, Luton's the two, two, three goals that I read out were both away from home. Um, so Barnsley they beat three one on the road in the league. Carabao Cup, yes, but they did beat Cardiff three nil away, and they've also scored two past Huddersfield, three past Middlesbrough. We've said all season, haven't we? Luton are going to be entertaining. Yeah. QPR, Mark Wolverton at the helm. He's managed to fit in Naki Wells, um, Easy, Hugill, uh, Ilias Chair, all these players into one fluid system somehow. And he's got them playing some attacking football. So, yeah, I'm not going to dwell on it for too long because it is four to seven. But for me, both teams to score is uh, almost a certainty at Loftus Road. Yeah, and we've seen Mark Warburton because he's been Forest manager. His team, he tries to play the right way, mm-hmm. but in trying to play an attacking brand of football, his teams are very, very open at the back and you can definitely get at them. Um, QPR, not kept a clean sheet for 16 consecutive matches as well. So, big concern for them. Um, Anything else from the Championship that you like the look of or shall we go on to League One? No, there is one more thing. A bit of a wounded animal, I, I understand. Leeds on the road have been perfect, really. Played three, won three, conceded one, and uh, scored eight. It's at home where they're having a few problems. But luckily for Leeds fans, they're they're not at home. They're away at Barnsley, who I thought were absolutely sensational on opening day. I watched that game live, and they they tore Fulham to pieces. Um, It's not been good since then. (laughs) They haven't won since then. some worrying, worrying form from uh, Stendhal's team and Leeds 4-9 to nine should have enough to get it done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, then let's look at League One. We covered plenty in the Championship there. For me, personally at least, uh, much less to cover in League One. It's a pretty tough league to pick from this weekend. Yes, yes it is. Uh, feel free to take, us, take it away with the... Uh, the first tip. Oh, so generous of you. 
Um, okay. So you can tell how much I'm kind of scraping the barrel a little bit by this very first thing that I'm going to read out. Um, Rotherham against Bolton. Rotherham are priced at four to seven. Bolton are priced at nine to two. Um, the tip that I'm going to go for here is actually both teams to score. Now you might be looking at me thinking, Bolton, why why are you tipping anything that's got that needs Bolton to do something? Um, and the reason being is because this is Keith Hill's first game in charge. This is like the new look Bolton, isn't it? We've had the kids yeah. Bolton, and now this is like Bolton version two. They signed about nine or ten players on deadline day uh, before the international break. Keith Hill's been working with them for the last kind of like week, ten days during the international break. Um, probably putting systems and plans in place. I think they've got enough about them. You know, that considering the quality of player that they have brought in, they've got some decent players amongst that lot. Uh, especially like someone like Liam Brigcutt, who could still cut in the championship. Um, no pun intended there. But Rotherham are, are a team who I expected to do pretty well this season. I do think they will still do well, but they've kind of struggled so far. They've not won in the last three games um, without a clean sheet in the last three as well. So that's concerning. Uh, I just think Bolton have got enough about them player-wise now to get on at least on the score sheet against the Rotherham side who are struggling to keep clean sheets. Uh, three to four is the price for that, which isn't too bad. Yeah, um, I think it's time to kind of time to forget the, as you said, the kind of youth team Bolton. Uh, that, that's, you know, that, then I'm not saying they're going to now go on and win the league, but, you know, they have at least got some players, as you said, of, of League One pedigree, some experienced heads, and, you know, they're, they're going to give people a game now. And before, you know, they were celebrating nil-nils like they'd won the FA Cup because the the, the difference yeah. between the two play, two teams were, was astronomical. So, yeah, I can completely see where you're coming from. I do think there is an outstanding uh, bet this weekend in League One. I wish I had a better price for you, Profit Chasers. It is the Peterborough... Rochdale game, Peterborough thirteen to twenty. I think it's a little tight. Um, I kind of, if you have a look just at the the recent form, you'll see that Ro- Rochdale won their last two games. And you might think that you know they're they're on some good form, and you know that may be the case. However, their last two games, one of which was in the Carabao Cup, have been against Carlisle and Southend. Now, these are two teams that are absolutely struggling beyond belief right now. We've got Southend. Um, the only reason they're not bottom is because Bolton are on minus 11. <laughs> so Southend, uh, you know, 0-6. They've lost every single game so far. And Carlisle, similarly, in League 2, are struggling as well. So... There's more to it. If you kind of read into it, they've they've beaten some pretty poor sides. Peterborough, on the other hand, um, they have won their last four games. Um, one was in the Football League trophy away at Northampton, but they've won 3-0 at home to Sunderland, 4-0 away at MK Dons, 2-0 away at Southend. And before that, they drew 2-2 against a strong Ipswich side um, at home. 
So I think the price is a bit tight, but I do think you'll get a posh win, uh, 13 yeah. to 20 for them. Yeah, most definitely agree with that one. Um, looking elsewhere, there's probably one other thing that I like the look of here. Sunderland playing away at Accrington Stanley. Sunderland are priced at evens for that one. Uh, they're in eighth in the league where they have played a game less than some teams. If they did win that game in hand, they'd go up to third. Uh, Accrington themselves, they've started pretty poorly, really, to be honest. They're in 19th place, five points from their opening six games. Um, if the two teams both play to their usual standards, Sunderland should win this one fairly comfortably. They've got a much, much better squad than Accrington. Yeah, much better. Two clubs that are uh, polar opposites in the same division, really. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I do have the both teams to score to add to our League One cluster. Uh, I, I couldn't for the life of me predict the uh, result for this game. It's Gillingham and Wickham, two sides that have seen a lot of goals um, in their uh, opening um, league fixtures. So Gillingham, last results kind of recent to least recent, 2-2 draw, 3-2 loss, 5-0 win, 1-0 loss, 2-2 draw, uh, 4-1 loss, 2-1 loss. There seems to be a lot of goals in their games. Wickham, very similar. 3-1 3-1 win, 0-0 draw, 4-3 win, 1-1 draw, 3-2 win, 4-2 win, 0-0 and a 2-0 win. So lots of goals flying round. Um, I think you can, like most you know, games where there's lots of goals, there's two avenues you can go down. Both teams to score is 7-10. to 10, But what I'd be uh, more inclined for is over 2.5. That's 19-20. to 20. Um, Reason being, most of Wickham's goals have come at home and most of Gillingham's goals have come at home. So obviously Wickham being the Travellers, I'm not as convinced they'll get on a score sheet. Uh, but over 2.5, I think Gillingham could, could knock quite a few in here. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting, yeah, and stats to back that up. So let's move on to League 2 then. Again, I'm looking at the games. There's not an awful lot which catches my eye um i'll start us off with exeter playing at home to Leighton orient exeter typically start very well they have done again the top of the league after seven games 17 points uh, they're already within the automatic spaces in league two by uh, by three points so ex- excellent start for them they host Leighton orient they're priced at 19 to 20 for the victory um considering just the form of the two teams at the moment, there's nothing which really concerns me about this game in terms of why Exeter wouldn't win it. They've won four on the bounce, no losses in six. Head-to-heads with Leighton Orion, Exeter have got five wins in a row. Uh, I just think they're a much better side. Yeah, yeah. Not many places where you can get um, top of the league at that price. So... Yeah, 100%. See where you're coming from there. Something I had wrote down on my sheet. Um, Let's talk about Crew and Cambridge. Crew, home side, priced at 8 to 11. Um, Crew have made a nice start to the season. Uh, they're in third. Not, too, not sure too much was expected of them. 
Um, Cambridge, they had a racing start to the season, managed to suck in some some fools such as myself uh, into <laughs> thinking that they they might be uh, anything other than crap this season. Uh, I can confirm that they are back to their usual uh, crapness. They have lost their last four games. Um, they visit a crew side that have that they've been in and out. Um, they've been quite inconsistent. There's a two-one home win against Bradford. There's a two-one win away at Crawley in there, but then there's also a two-nil. Uh, sorry, a you know defeat to Burton Albion at home. Although it was in the Football League trophy, they they are a little cons- inconsistent. But I'm going off how bad Cambridge are at the moment. Four losses in a row to Forest Green, Port Vale, Swansea in the Carabao Cup, fair enough, and Oldham. So not the best fodder they've played there either. For me, I'm going to go for Crew. They're 8-11. to 11. Yeah, I do think you've been a little bit harsh on Crew there. If you're looking at just their league results and take the cup results out of it, they've won four out of the last five. So uh, yeah, I agree. I think they, saying... they should definitely win this game. Yeah, overall. They've been slightly inconsistent. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? Because I, I don't for this league, to be honest. <sighs> um, n- no, not not really. And I was leaning towards Salford, uh, so I haven't actually, um, I haven't actually picked Salford for any results uh, so far. They have made a very kind of mediocre start. They're unbeaten at home. They won on opening day and they've drew their last two um, games at home. And they, they've got the perfect they, opponent. They, in. They've drew their last five in a row in the league. <laughs> drew their last love five in a row in the league. Exactly. They love a draw. Um, and, you know, that, that will get you so far, but they need some wins. Um, their last time out, they beat Aston Villa under 21s. Although it was in the Football League trophy, it will give them a bit of confidence. And I love Cheltenham at home. I love Cheltenham at home. But away from home, they haven't won in any of their last 11 away games. They are terrible travellers. Um, so for me, you know, Salford priced at 11 to 10. There are teams on better form um, that, you know, you could tip. But for me, you know, Salford have been all right at home and in general, and they're playing a team that, you know, is, is dreadful on yeah. the road. So 11 to 10 is yeah. a tip there for Salford City. Okay. Uh, that, right, that's it then. That wraps up the, the tips for this weekend. Uh, let's have a look at last week's bombproof travel there in more detail. Right, okay. So we just had one bombproof travel last weekend because there weren't many games. Uh, it unfortunately came agonisingly close. Two winners, one draw, uh, which did cost the treble. So we started off with Newport. They ran out fairly comfortable 1-0 winners against Port Vale. I put, I chose Cheltenham and they beat Stevenage 3-2 at home. And finally, we had Plymouth in their game against Oldham. Unfortunately, Plymouth, despite winning 2-1 with about 15 minutes to go, ended up drawing 2-all to cost the travel. So Damn. frustrating. 
That's We've annoying. been so close recently. It's been agonizing. Yeah. Honestly. We have. Just, uh, you know, we had the winner, but then around the winning treble that we've had, just things haven't been going our way, have they? So, uh, you know, when I saw Plymouth take the lead 2-1 against Oldham with about, I don't know, 20 minutes to play, I thought, yes, we're in, everyone's winning. And then they go and concede a few minutes later and uh, bring us back down to earth. So not the best I was unlucky, not the best. So we're sorry about that, guys. Um, but hopefully things will go right for us this weekend. It's my birthday this weekend. So, you know, I need a bit of birthday luck. You do, mate. You do. You do. But fingers crossed, uh, you know, you can pass on some uh, some of your good luck onto the profit chasers. So if you are new to the show and you're wondering, what on earth, what's this bomb-proof treble stuff they're talking about? So this is the part of the show where me and Tom, we put together uh, all of our research, all of our knowledge, all of our gut feeling. Hopefully, you know, you use our tips. We all bash the bookies and everyone wins. So without further ado, let's move on to this week. Right. So we'll start off with my treble this week. And um, it's a bit of a mixed treble. So we're going to start with Exeter to beat Leighton Orient. They're priced at 19 to 20. We're going to go for Bristol City to score a goal. They can score more than one goal against Stoke. That's priced at four to nine. And we're also going to go for Man City to be winning at half time against Norwich, also priced at four to nine. The treble, it's not the highest paying treble we've ever read out. It pays... 3.06 to 1, which is 40 quid off a tenner, 20 quid off a fiver. Um, but it should definitely win, which is the point. <laughs> which, which is what we're looking for. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, we've had higher paying pay trebles, but uh, yeah, exactly. If, if, they, you know, if it wins, it wins. Um, good stuff there, Tommy. P, agree with every single point there. Okay, so mine pays a little bit more. Uh, so a slight more risk involved in mine, I suppose, but I still feel, I still feel very confident in it. I'm going to start off with Charlton Athletic. They are 6-5. to five. They're at home to Birmingham City. Staying in the championship, I'm going to go for both teams to score. Q, there, QPR um, against Luton is the game that I've picked, and that is 4-7. to seven. And then we've got Peterborough at home to Rochdale. Peterborough, 13 to 20. £10 on pays £57 and four pence. Yeah, that's another good treble. I think we've got two good trebles there, mate. I think uh, yeah. we're both in with good chances of winning this weekend. I definitely do. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, let's put together our joint treble then. Um, Mine, you know, I'd like to throw Charlton in there. I think they're they're my strongest team. Are you happy with that? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's throw Exeter in there as well then. Okay, so Exeter. Oh, um, I'm just typing that in on, on the Mac and it uh, auto-corrected to exterminate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. 
Exterminate, late Exeter, Leighton Orient, you are going down. Uh, okay, and... Hmm, I think Bristol City scoring at Stoke. I don't think we can ignore that that price. No, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's four to that nine. Together? You want to put that together then? That pays 5.19 to one, so... Tenor on that would pay 62 quid. Uh, Fiverr pays 31 quid. Beautiful. Beautiful. Best of both worlds there. Yeah, I, I mean, yep. I, hate, I hate giving you two out of the three because obviously I'm selfish and I, I want my teams on there. But I can't <laughs> ignore that. That Bristol City to score at Stoke finds that you've come up with is uh, something we can't ignore. So, yeah, just to reiterate, Profit Chasers, uh, it's Charlton at home to Birmingham. It is Exeter at home to Leighton Orient. And it is Bristol City to score one or more goals. As long as they get a goal, we win away at Stoke. So that will pay yeah. you 62 quid off your tenner. Beautiful. Uh, no fantasy football to look through this weekend because obviously no Premier League last weekend but if you do have a team you do have a fantasy football team and you want to join our league we'll put the we'll put the league code in the podcast description and you can also get it offers on social media a 20 pound free bet on offer for the winner yeah thank god by the way we don't have to talk about that right now because i am bottom i am having an absolute reggie blinker in nearly every single league i'm in it's killing me. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Join the fun, fancy football. Well, it was fun for some people. In terms of social media, obviously, if you've enjoyed the show, you want to keep in touch with, you know, what we get up to, etc. Um, you can follow us. Twitter is where we're most active. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, if you're interested in liking our Facebook page, then that would be great. And www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to, you know, email us with any, you know, any ideas, any, you know, maybe business inquiries, cough, cough, sponsorship deals, then that would be great. <laughs> uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com is the uh, email address. Yep, absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd love it if you. We'll go on wherever you listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, whatever the other ones are all called. Uh, if you could leave a rating and even a review just uh, as a thank you for our time as well. Um, I think that's it, isn't it, for this show? Nothing else to go through? Yeah, so thank you very much for listening, guys. Fingers crossed we can get some winners this weekend. Your support is always appreciated. Yeah, cheers guys. I'll see you again next week. Let's see them winners.